Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now, here are your anime addicts Welcome to the 178th episode of the Hobby Addicts for Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. And we're just a two man team today. It's just just the two of us. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, Coming in very, very low energy because we don't have the yeah. typical hype music. Yeah, to get we don't have、going. any music because Mitz left us forever. No, he's just on an adventure somewhere. Where is he at right now? I forgot. <laughs> uh, Florida? question mark? <laughs> Maybe. He is、uh, missing in action. <laughs> I, should, I should call him Rick. Where, are, Where are, are you? <laughs> Where, Where am I? I? <laughs> What's happening? No,、um, we're, we're fine. We got this.、Uh, I am Mandy, and I am joined with、uh, the other host today. Go on. <laughs> That's、uh, me, Mason. I'm at. Connecticut, I think.、Uh, emotionally, I'm in a very scared place, but I'm ready to have some fun. It's going to be so laid back today. I think this is going to be a memorable、yeah. <laughs> episode. Man, we should have just done JoJo's. The entire thing, just JoJo memes. This, this would have been like the prelude to the JoJo、yeah. episode had it not、yeah. already occurred. <laughs> Man, that would have been wild. That's okay.、Uh, so, yeah, today、uh, I will be talking about AI's Somnium Files, which is a game I played recently on the Switch. And, Mason, what will you be talking about today? I'm going to be talking about the JLPT,、mm. which is the Japanese language proficiency test, kind of what it is and how I've been studying for it for the past couple months. As I prepare to take it in early December. Nice. And、uh, you have something for this on our Discord too, as well, right?、Uh, that's correct. We have a little mini JLPT channel where people who have said they're going to take it or just are interested in the language can come by and ask questions. And we have a fancy little bot that. Gives us quizzes to make us feel inadequate in our <laughs> capabilities. I saw those、uh, bot quizzes and I had no idea how you even start that. What is like the command to start that? Well, there's, there's probably like 12 different types、oh, okay. of quizzes that you can do.、Um, I know you can just click like pinned messages and they're、oh. all up there, but there's like kanji specific quizzes, there's grammar quizzes, there's reading, listening, there's all kinds of like. Different language related things that you can.、Uh, there's even an English deck if you really you want to test <laughs> want your to English? Learn English again. <laughs> In case、exactly. you learn so much Japanese, you forget all of your English. Exactly. Oh <laughs> my goodness. That's why I mess up speaking all the time、mm, on this podcast. That's the true reason why. Yeah. You know, I've just regressed in my <laughs> abilities to speak as a human. Okay, so why don't you take over and tell us all about what you're doing? Sure. So, the JLPT, like I said, is the Japanese language proficiency test. And it's kind of like the certification of your proficiency in Japanese. It's a test that's held twice a year in some Asian com- countries, but it's mainly just once a year, the first Sunday in December,、uh, worldwide. And there's five levels to it, and one being the most advanced you have. Conquer Japanese. This is the one that a lot of Japanese speakers are said to 
not even be at this mm. level because that's how just that in the weeds so it is. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just I don't even know my I, own language. Like, it's so hard. <laughs> I mean, you're just getting into like the most obscure right. kanji yeah. at that point, which is so unused in daily life that you would only like encounter it if you were studying for gotcha. this exam. Um, and it works its way all the way from N1 to N5, which is the most basic level. I mean, at that point, you've learned maybe 100 kanji, 10 of which are just numbers. It's it's, it's not nowhere like easy, but it's definitely this testing system covers the whole spectrum of all there right. is to do. Um, it seems like just under half a million people take it each year, which is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, once you do like, you don't need to take it in order. Like if you're just a smart dude and you jump straight into N3, you can do that. If you want to go in order, you can, um, there's no like expiration on these like certificates. Like once you get N5, you're considered N5 for forever. And a reason a lot of people take these is for people who want to study in Japan or work in Japan. An N3, which is the intermediate level, or an N2 is what a lot of people shoot for, because that's kind of the linguistic requirements to hold a job and function in Japan. What is your Um, your personal goal? My goal, so I'm going to be taking the N4. So I have had no uh, classroom experience with Japanese. This is just a, a personal... I mean, learning Japanese for me just started out as a buzzword hobby, ha, <laughs> um, and uh, it just kind of went from, oh, I'll learn hiragana, that's cute and fun, to, well, I learned one alphabet, I'll learn katakana, haha, easy, took another week, and then it was like, well, I guess I'm still enjoying it. So it's kind of just an excuse to measure my mm. progress. Um, I am probably at an N3 level for like most reading and definitely for a kanji side. I've put a lot of time into learning those, nice. but I have not have not had a lot of experience listening to Japanese. Being on an anime podcast. <laughs> all, yeah, exactly. I just, I like when I watch anime, I listen for like the tones and inflections to get the character, but I'm not like trying to cross-reference it with the subs that I'm reading. Right. And it becomes way more, not homework, but it's just, it's not what I'm going to anime for. So it's not really how I approach it. So I kind of, my watching of anime is not feeding into my language Mm -hmm. learning, which is a little unfortunate, but that's just kind of how I've chosen to do things. But so the N4 level is essentially, it's a 125 minute test. You have 30 minutes of vocabulary um 60 minutes of reading which includes like grammar and just your knowledge of sentence structure and then 35 minutes which i'm the most scared (laughs) of of listening comprehension Mm. and the you know the n1 exam is about 170 minutes so 50 more minutes of just stuff and it it varies in between So you can take these, like I said, the first uh, Sunday of December every but year. But where at? Is it like online? And or? I'm yeah. Well, no. So this is all an in-person oh, okay. 
sites. So you can take these, obviously, in Korea, China, Mongolia, Taiwan, Cambodia, Thai, all these places. But within America, which I'm going to cater my answer to, uh, they hold the locations or they hold the test in Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Honolulu, Atlanta, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Seattle, Fayetteville, which is in Arkansas, Philadelphia, Boston, Houston, Ann Arbor, which is in Michigan, Boulder, which is in Colorado, Columbus, Miami, Portland, and Newark. Oh, awesome. So it is quite a does, lot of places. Does it cost and money? It is $60, okay. I believe. Uh, non-refundable kind of thing. So it's enough to uh, make sure you're serious about it, but not so... Not to deter you from it. So yeah. expensive that I'm like pushed awesome. away from it. And they have like sample questions on the JLPT website to kind of, it's like a 15 question thing where you can kind of get a feel for how difficult this level is to see what's right for you and uh, kind of get a gauge for awesome. it. But uh, yeah, so I've been working towards this for, I don't know, not too long, like mm -hmm. seriously. But now that I have a date on my calendar and sixty bucks put in, I'm like, oh, now, now I gotta, to. now <laughs> I gotta do it. And we're just over fifty days away from I'm from the test. Eagerly so. awaiting to hear your results. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. And like I said, with an N four level, if I do happen to get it, I likely wouldn't be able to do anything <laughs> with it. But it's just kind of would be a nice feather in my cap to say, you right. know what, I've I've been doing something the last <laughs> two years <laughs> of my life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, just straight up flexing on. I this see you easy flexing language. inside the Discord channel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm trying. We're trying. I yeah. Um, a while ago, I thought, man, I want to learn Japanese. And then I started doing it as just a hobby, and I quickly fell off. <laughs> I started with. Um, audio lessons and then i picked okay. up the genki books and i worked through all through those well not all of them i worked through the first i forgot what it's called the first two i think and then yeah, yeah and then i thought i'll start off by learning katakana and hiragana just so that way i can read what's in those books and try to go from there just because they have there's so much in so much of those mm -hmm. in the Genki books, I thought that would be easy. And then I'll eventually get to kanji when I feel like I understand some words. <laughs> so I had like a very mm -hmm. basic understanding, but I, I quickly fell off. And man, I should just start it up again. I don't really have a grand goal of like, I want to be fluent in Japanese. It's just mostly as like a, ah, this is kind of something to, I guess, I don't know, expand as a little bit of knowledge when I'm, you know. Stimulate yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in the same way. I actually probably learned, honestly, no joke, don't laugh, more about English in studying Japanese than I did most, like, in school. Because in English, you're like, oh, I'm going to go run. And when they say, oh, well, that's a volitional verb that you need to worry about in the sentence, and the two is like a past, like, it's like, I, I don't need to know the specifics because... I just know what that sentence yeah. means. Like I inherently get it. But now when, when I'm doing Japanese, I need to know that, Oh, a volitional verb, you know, it, it's, you got to end the last U verb sound to an O and put a U 
verb after or you noun like there's just i get it like i understand it more now and it's it's interesting and i guess i just wanted to go through like some of the because i feel like everyone who is deep enough in the weeds (laughs) into anime has at one point been like man i could learn it i want to learn it just out of curiosity so like you mentioned the genki Mm -hmm. books i uh I have versions of those I've used, and those are pretty good for, you know, getting that grammar across. That's what they specialize in. I would definitely recommend starting with Hiragana and Katakana. Mm -hmm. Those probably take two weeks for Hiragana, one week for Katakana. And I would say, like, within a month, you can learn, like, the basic alphabet and sounds of Japanese. That's a good starting point, and it's... A lot of just like raw memorization, but it's not too bad. And it's a good initial watermark for how interested you are in it. Because if you're not going to get past that. Right. <laughs> don't don't start buying books. And there's tons of really good websites out there that will teach you like monomic devices and ways to remember them. And I had a lot of fun doing that. I wish that was all there was yeah. to it. Man, kanji is so overwhelming. <laughs> it's scary. Well, so... <laughs> So really, honestly, before I even got too far into the the grammar, because obviously I recommend Genki. There's a fantastic grammar website called uh, Take Him. Uh, it's like Take Him's. How do you spell gra- it? Um, it's 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 a T A E space K I M. It's Take Him's Guide to Learning Japanese. It's a completely free. I guess you could call it a sort of blog. But he just goes through from the beginning to pretty advanced topics of how to do Japanese. And a couple of his videos have some nice YouTube videos that go along with it. But it's a good accompaniment to Genki, and it's free, and it's a pretty fun time. So I kind of use those to reinforce one another. But then I... uh, then I got my eyes a little too too big, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna learn kanji now," because that's kind of the key. And I got a ver- the like the the kanji book, which is called "Remembering the Kanji," which is essentially teaches you how to make stories out of the shapes. There's like 217 oh, yeah. primitives. I saw some of those in the and then you that I had. Yeah, so you essentially use, you know, if you see something. You learn it as tree, and then you see whenever that image is like subset into a bigger kanji, you use the same concept of tree with it, along with the other primitives in there, to form you know, a concept. So if you see a tree, you're like, oh, that's the kanji for tree. But if you see two trees that are together, you're like, oh, it's a tree plus a, a tree. Forest? That's like a oh. grove. Well, actually, th- three trees are oh, okay. actually a forest. <laughs> so it's very easy to be like, oh, I, c- I can see how this is going about. And then you get yeah. to just massive characters, which are unwieldy, but are fun to flex and say like, oh, I know a 27 stroke uh, like kanji character just because I know like the seven elements that nice. are in it. And uh, that really doesn't help you for like the n5 through n3 levels like because i learned all 2200 and whatever of them but uh i'll be ready for the n1 when i'm uh, grammatically ready for that in (laughs) 10 years (laughs) 
<laughs> you can learn what they all mean, but you still aren't able to speak it. <laughs> exactly. No, that's awesome, though. What, so, You're, you work fucking yeah, hard so on this, so. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping it gets something out of it, and it's, it's fun. And honestly, the first time that I've watched an anime or read a manga where I'm like, oh, I, I learned that. I got it. I don't need... I don't need these basic subs. I don't need these <laughs> translations. I know this language. Uh, it is very rewarding, and I've had fun doing yeah, it. Yeah, I do love it but, uh, when uh, we have something with kanji on it. You're like, I can read that. It, it helps. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then. Every now and then. But uh, I would say if you're thinking about getting into the language, uh, there's a lot of good starting points, and don't f- don't start it with the assumption like oh i've got to learn it or else it's a failure i think any amount of just baseline getting into the state of mind of trying to learn a different language is beneficial both from like mental learning and just an appreciation of of the different stuff awesome i i think we're all eagerly awaiting to hear your results yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see, and I'll, I'll let you know in like sixty days after I take it how awesome. I think it went. <laughs> I'm, I might just I might come in the day after and be like, guys, I gotta take the pack. Japan's Podcast canceled. is canceled. Sorry, anime is canceled. Anime is canceled, boys. <laughs> Wrap it up. Let's go home. Awesome. Well, should I? Oh, go ahead. But I think I was gonna say I think that's okay. really all I've got. People are like, okay, we get it. The, the, the quit studying. <laughs> Go talk about video games. That's what that's real. That's what real nerds want to hear about. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll go ahead and chat about AI Somnium files. And this was, this is a visual novel, mystery visual novel, kind of like a murder mystery, really. Um, game that came out on i am playing it on the switch i know it's also available on ps4 and steam and it came out from spike chun soft such a weird name chun soft <laughs> but it is a kotoro uchikoshi game and he worked on the zero escape series which is another series that i absolutely love um if anyone is curious what the Zero Escape series are, is it starts, um, there are three different games in it, and each of them are kind of like uh, part visual novel and part escape room, which is perfect for me. <laughs> and uh, You talked about that like a month or a couple months Zero back, escape? right? On Hobby Addicts? Zero Escape. I don't know. Right? Or am I thinking of a different like suite of escape games? Um, I, I know it wasn't a Zero Escape because I haven't played that in a while. Um, okay. I've finished all three of the ones that came out. There's like 999 and then, um, what was it? Zero Escape and then Time Dilemma are the games in that series. I know the, the last two okay, are on okay. PS Vita. 999 was on, that I, I played it on Nintendo DS. I think all of them are now available on Steam as ports. I don't know the quality of them, but if you ever get a chance, people out there, you, who are interested in vision novels and puzzles, definitely give them a shot because I absolutely loved them. Um, so this is from the same team who did that, and it was $60, which really scared me at first because I was like, ooh, $60 for a vision novel? That's that's rough. Yeah. But I will say there was enough content in here to warrant that $60. It's um, abnormal because I think Zero Escape, if I remember correctly, I think it was only like 40 or $45. So, But... 
anyways, um, I think the average playthrough is 20 hours for your first time, but it does have branching timelines, and so you can skip around, and in order to finish the entire story, it's going to take much longer. I don't actually know what, how much time it'd be to complete the entire thing. But, um, so yeah, it's set in a, I don't, I don't know how far in the future, or if this is just like, I can't remember how far in the future it is, but I know there's like some futuristic elements to it. Um, you play as a detective named Dante, Dante, not Dante, <laughs> D-A-T-E, Dante, who is part of the Tokyo Police Department called ABIS, and it, or ABIS stands for Advanced Brain Investigation Section, and Dante is uh, missing his left eye. He has some amnesia, so... Obviously, that's going to play into it. <laughs> and, uh, he, but his eye has been replaced with, um, a little eyeball that I, eyeball AI <laughs> named Iba, <laughs> which is funny. I've been now, uh, full disclosure, I've been watching the gameplay trailer, oh. like the four minute thing they posted to try to get a sense of. I would not have guessed he lost his eye. He doesn't yeah. have like the stereotypical, like, iPad yeah, he has a little computer eyeball in there named Iba, who is a very advanced AI and serves as his partner. And so Iba is able to uh, research things for you, talk to you, learn, and it's almost like a person. Like, it's so advanced. Um, but this department has technology in it that allows you to sync with people, someone who is sleeping, and allow you to dive into their dreams and pull out things that they have experienced. So you can use this to either find clues that are buried deep down inside of their minds, or also to try and heal someone. Um, for example, there is a person in this game who experienced something very traumatic and has basically just shut down. They're unable to speak. And you use this machine to get inside their head and try to heal them so that when you do wake up, they are able to start giving you some information on the case and what they saw. Um, so okay. it's starts off with you are investigating a murder scene at an abandoned carnival. There is a woman who is bound to a merry-go-round horse. Her left eye is gouged out and uh, she you have to kind of just piece together the or look look at the crime scene to try and figure out different you know just trying to figure out how exactly this happened because some things that you notice are like there's no blood on the horse. Obviously, she wasn't killed here. <laughs> she has been placed here for a reason. And then you kind of go from there. And um, this is a game where choices absolutely do matter. There is a flowchart. And depending on what you, how you approach things, it will change the future and drastically change it from what I'm hearing. Um, some people may die in one route and won't die in the other one. So it's very important what the, like, try to um anticipate what you're going to do if that makes sense <laughs> but um do you do you keep track when you play games like these of like what choices you made like do you write anything down or do save states or not save states but game, like save a different location similar to the zero escape series where it has a flow chart so you're able to actually go back and skip back into time and go down a different route if you'd like oh to. so it yeah i see so it's like part yes. of it too bounce yeah. around yeah um that was I get in you. zero escape time dilemma that was like the whole thing is that like you could skip through time 
And uh, so you could skip back to different parts of the story and play through them again. Um, this one, it's when you go into the um, the machine that lets you sync with people. I'm, let me say, outside mm-hmm. of that is mostly just visual novel. You're investigating, you're looking at things around crime scenes, you're talking to people, and that's pretty much the only... It's a lot of talking outside of there. But when you go inside of the machine, to, the machine to sync with somebody, it turns into more of like a sort of puzzle. So the whole thing about this machine is that you only have four minutes inside of it but time moves very fast in there so the interesting thing is when you're inside of the machine time doesn't progress unless you take a certain action or you move if you stand still time doesn't progress super hot super yes exactly it's like exactly super hot hot. yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly like that um so you go in there and all of the the scenery is going to be different. It's very surreal because it's a dream and everything in there is somehow important to what is the, what either this, what this person has experienced or what's going on inside of their mind. And so you kind of have to piece together what is the appropriate action to take because you don't want to run out of time. If you run out of time, you get nothing. <laughs> so you have to try and try to figure out what should I do right now to progress? Because these people have mental locks and you have to get through each mental lock by taking a certain action. And it's figuring out what that action is to progress. Um, and there are two different routes. There is the route where you are trying to heal the person. And then there's the nightmare route. <laughs> the nightmare <laughs> route is where you find some really fucked up shit. <laughs> what? What route is the mental lock where you have to fight a polar bear? Oh, oh, did Which you find the that? polar bear? <laughs> oh, man. Maybe. That... Surreal, Another thing I want... This, this game is very gruesome. This, If you are bothered by intense violence and gore, you might want to skip this game. There is a hmm. scene in this that is basically a snuff scene. It's you see a murder happen and it is gruesome. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I would have not expected that because I see a little bit of blood, but overall, the, the look of this game is very anime. So soft anime. and yeah, very the scene anime. that I saw last night. I saw a person get sawed in half. <laughs> so I was like, that was a lot. <laughs> so, um, okay. Actually, two people, and they're both children. So, gigantic. Oh man, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but you don't know who it is, so fuck it. <laughs> Were they just trying to saw one large man in half, and then they realized it was three kids in a trench coat? And that's no, what? three kids in a polar bear. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, know. Massive content warnings with this game. Be prepared yeah. to go into it, and I mean, you're already like investigating crime scenes horrific crime scenes with people get, getting their eyes gouged out and hung up and all kinds of weird shit so you know <laughs> but um yeah when you're inside of the machine like for example the one that i took last night that ended me that landed me in the nightmare route and i won't tell you who it is so that i don't accidentally spoil anything but um 
what I there was like a television inside of a room and you could either break the television, you could change the channel. And there are some other things in the room. I think there was like a mannequin and there are different actions you could do that. You could punch it. You could do all kinds of different things. And all of these things are triggering things inside of that person's mind. And so I changed the channel on the television, which ended me, landed me automatically in a nightmare because I saw, I figured out this person witnessed a murder happen and I saw it happen on the television screen. But in her mind, they're all mannequins and we don't, I think maybe it's because if you're trying to piece together like the clues, maybe she didn't know who they were or maybe she didn't get a good look at them. So they're mannequins, but basically you're seeing someone brutally beat someone to death and then you hear screaming and then the entire room changes into like a nightmare. <laughs> and now uh, I think this is the part that had the mannequin. And so now if you punch the mannequin because you saw someone get brutally beaten to death, that'll change and that'll unlock that mental lock. So that's kind of like how you progress through this. You think you have to figure out what did this person see? What did this person experience? And try to trigger that to break open their mental locks. It's wild. If you've ever seen the so horror movie, I think it's called The Cell that had Jennifer Lopez. That's basically what you're doing in this. I'm hearing TVs. I'm hearing mental locks. I'm hearing nightmares. I'm hearing Persona yeah, 4. What's the... What's the gameplay of this like? Is it, I mean, obviously choice-based, yeah. but moment to moment, are you like moving it like third person? Is it kind of, you're just making dialogue um, choices? What, 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 what can I expect to do if I play this So game? when you go into the game, your character is basically stationary and you can look all around. You can, you know, rotate the camera. And okay. this is the part like. This is one of the things that kind of irritates me. So you can move your cursor over things to inspect them. But my problem with this in this game is that there's too much to inspect to where there's just a bunch of pointless things that you're looking at. Like, for example, you can... Just yeah, a lot of yeah, clutter. Yeah, you can put your cursor on a chair and click on it. And he goes, that's a chair. I'm like, fuck, dude, why? Why is that in here? I'm trying to look for clues. <laughs> and occasionally he'll have something witty to say about something, but... Uh, and then sometimes you'll get things like, oh, that's a chair. Oh, that's a TV <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, man, why did they even put that in there? It's just nonsense. But um, you can zoom in on things to inspect them closer. Uh, your um, Iba um, can also do things for you. She can uh, x-ray like look look through things so like um i was in a crime scene and there were a bunch of oil gems sitting in the corner and i clicked on it and then he s asked iba to bring up x-ray when you like when you look through the x-ray there's like something inside of the oil drum and that triggered him to go we should find out what that thing is open it up and found something in there that was part of the crime scene stuff like that and then you can click on people and go through different dialogue options to get more information on them you can go to different locations you can go from like different people's houses that you're interviewing you can go to different crime scenes stuff like that and then when you are inside of the computer when you're syncing with somebody and that you can't just sync with anybody it's part of the script it's part of the story like you know something will happen and you're like and then your boss is like, you should sync with that person to get more information. It's scripted events, but um, 
when you go in there, you don't play as your character. You play as Aiba. Aiba now has a body, which was so animated me. I'm like, of course, Aiba in this world is a girl. <laughs> is, is that the one that looks yeah. mechanical or little like squeak toy looking thing? Okay, it's it's the it's yeah, the anime the, the girl one with one. the like red accents in the hair yes yeah yeah That's yeah, yeah and it's your character makes some funny jokes about it too it's like why do you look like that inside of my dreams <laughs> and <laughs> i was like i thought that this is what you wanted me to look like so <laughs> and Iba can also play around with her with his perception throughout the series like he will be driving and then suddenly he looks over and sees Iba in his passenger seat it's because his eyeball Iba sits inside of his eyeball and can like project images to him he's like man you should really stop doing that (laughs) and i was like i thought this would make it easier for us to talk (laughs) but um yeah when you're inside of that you play as aiba and uh when you move that's when time progresses also when you're in the sinking thing um if you are running out of time you get three retries where you can go back and retry again and so it does make it a little bit too easy. I think that's my other issue with it. I wish this game is going to sound kind of shitty, but I kind of wish it had an autosave to force you to fail. That would be interesting because right now... I was oh, about sorry. to... No, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, because right now I can piece together what to do by trial and error. And if I use up all three of those, you do fail, but you can also just save before it reload. <laughs> Which... I was about to ask, are there different, like, difficulties? No, no, there's not diff- different difficulties. I, I assume not, because no. there's not really a... It's just a failure to click yeah. and investigate. More there are than a few... Gameplay. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, a like few QTEs here and there, but it's been kind of rare for me. I've only had a few. And they usually shoot a thing once. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I find the mystery to be very interesting, though. There's... I don't know how to really talk about it without accidentally spoiling something, which I definitely don't want to do. Um, I mean, you just got to use like the engaging buzzword. Like, was it like, was it something that you feel like you could solve? Like, did it feel like a fair mystery? Yes, there are enough clues in here where I think I know what's happening, but I'm curious to see if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, it'd be very, very interesting for me because right now I feel like I have it pinned down. Because you're finding all these crime scenes with characters with their eyes gouged out. Your character has a missing eye. It's got to be linked. <laughs> so I feel like from playing it that I have a, an idea what might be happening. I actually had characters die in my route. And I'm very curious to know if they live if I go back and do something differently. Like maybe if I didn't do that nightmare route and I turned around and tried to heal that person instead of unlocking all the awful shit inside of their brain to like force answers out (laughs) um i'm curious if that would have changed everything i don't know because it was like Hmm, shortly after that i was like oh everyone's dying (laughs) everything you've said now for the past 20 minutes every time you say like I, I, as I, in I, you, I, 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 as an I, I, as an idea. Like I'm all like, oh my goodness, it's everywhere. everywhere. I'm, 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 I'm singing to the I, matrix. Iba, it's nothing Iba, but eyes. AI. <laughs> exactly. So many eyes. Exactly. It's too deep. It's so deep. <laughs> so, uh, oh, sorry. So, 
what what platform do you think would be the best to experience this well, on? Well, I like the Switch because I can play it in my bed. So I mean, that's objectively why yeah. the Switch is Agreed, the greatest console right? of all time. Um, I don't know what the difference are differences are between Switch and PS4 and I'm going to assume the PC is probably just a port of PS4. So I have no idea. I don't know what the difference is between them is. I mean, graphically, it doesn't seem no, so intense that not. the the Switch would have no. problems with it. So definitely probably Switch yeah. over PS4. But I feel like if it's like a lot of scanning rooms and clicking around, is that pretty easy with the Switch? Like, does it snap no. to objects or is it just like a floating cursor as it if it was a mouse? It can be frustrating for me. I don't know. Okay. That's because I normally play things on PC. Some people who ha who are maybe better at playing with joysticks, maybe, would have an easier time. I find it really hard sometimes to line up the cursor with tiny objects. There'll be, like, some really tiny detail. I'm like, I really want to inspect that. And I can clearly tell that I can because accidentally passing over it, I see the thing light up green. <laughs> so, But I, yeah. it's just hard to pinpoint it. It's not so frustrating that I'm like, oh, I quit. I can't do this anymore because it's not like it's not like I'm <laughs> pressed for time. <laughs> It's not like watching your mom play right. a video game where she, she like can't waz and mouse at once. Yeah, it's not so bad that I can't like deal with it, but it is like, a little frustrating sometimes. I get you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have about AI Somnium files. I'm definitely gonna continue. I'm just definitely gonna finish it. Um, I think I'm five. Oh, sorry, I put my mic. I think I'm five hours into it. So okay. shit has hit the fan. I might have gone down a bad route. I might die. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all I have. Did you have anything else that you want to add? Um, I officially pre-ordered my copy of Pokemon oh, shit, Shield. I, should do that too. Oof. I uh I was waiting until October because that's when my like credit card gets points mm. on Amazon, and Amazon is doing like ten dollars like credit. When mm. you order it, interesting. So I, uh, I did it. I committed. I should do that too. What time? When? What? So. Um. Day does it come out in November? The fifteenth. So the day we're supposed to be at an anime <laughs> convention, but <laughs> you guys, I'm not going. I'll be able to play. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and then. I might just stay inside. And then and play. we'll be able to talk about it on Hobby Addicts and talk about all the Pokemon we choose. I know. I know. And leave Mitsun and Zach. Of course. Like today. I, uh, today is the mm squad. <laughs> mm. Mm, baby. <laughs> I'm going to try very hard. And maybe I'll talk about this at another hobby addicts. But just try to go in as blind to as what? possible. Like to, oh, to, okay. to Pokemon. Like obviously I know how I Pokemon works. But I'm not going to look up like what Pokemon like. What levels they evolve at. Like what options are out there. Just play it as as mm. if I knew nothing. Awesome. Because you can only do that once. True. And then you play Nuzlocke. And then I play Nuzlocke, <laughs> yes. Every time something faints, you just throw it away. This thing is dead to me. Just, it's it's dead to me, yeah. <laughs> uh, alrighty, well, thank you for listening. I guess now we gotta try to do a podcast. I, I have to try to do a podcast. I just have to sit back Watch and... Watch it burn? I got it easy <laughs> this week. 
I get to, yes, just stoke Yeah, the let's fire. see if I can figure out audio and cameras. It's going to be wild. So uh, look forward to that. And then I guess we'll speak to you next Sunday, where hopefully we'll have the whole gang back. So yeah, uh, yeah. thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks yep. for supporting. And I, I, think, yep. I think we're all set. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>